Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 23rd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, The Wonder Twins. Faith and Patience. As a born-again believer, you need faith and you also need patience. You need the faith to believe God and the patience to hold on until every promise that God has spoken over your life comes to pass, that you are going to believe that everything God said, everything God planned will come to pass in your life while you're in the land of the living. That is going to happen before you die and you will never give up. You will never relax the grip that you have on your faith. You are going to believe God and keep believing until you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. Say amen to that. All right. So I'm teaching this series. This is Faith and Patience uh, Part 7 now. I'm teaching on the language of faith today. So what I did was, as it relates to faith, I said I was going to lay a foundation. Eight things I was going to teach you about faith. So number one, I told you I already taught the first six. Today we're going to deal with number seven. Um, but here are the, the all eight real quick. So number one, we are only pleasing to God when we operate in faith. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. Number two, we're saved by God's grace, but it's through the vehicle of faith. Number three, not only are we saved by faith, but we're called to live by faith. Lots of scriptures there. Number four, we are commanded to walk by faith and not by sight. So we're saved by faith, live by faith, walk by faith. Number five, we fight the good fight of faith. Oh, glory to God. We dealt with that. And then uh, number six, we pray the prayer of faith. And so we're saved by faith, called to live by faith, walk by faith, fight by faith, pray by faith. Number seven, that's what we'll deal with today. We speak the language of faith, glory to God. And then number eight, ultimately we overcome the world. How do we do it? Even with our faith. So today I'm dealing with speaking the language of faith. As a born again believer, everything you do, you're supposed to do by faith. Say by faith, walk by faith, live by faith, fight by faith, pray by faith, speak by faith, overcome the world by faith. Let's talk about the language of faith today. In order to do so, I want us to look at two passages, Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 21, and Ecclesiastes 3 and 15. I'm going to read these to you, and then we're going to get into the word. You ready? Here we go. Romans 4. The Bible says, I have, this is Paul writing about Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations. This is true before God. The one Abraham believed. The God who gives life to the dead. And watch this, who calls those things which be not as though they are, right? There was no hope that Abraham could have children. Listen to what the Bible's saying. There was no hope. But Abraham believed God anyway. He continued to hope. And this is why he became the father of many nations. God told Abraham, you will have many descendants. Now, Abraham was almost 100 years old, so he was past age for having children. Also, Sarah could not have children. Like, she could never have children. But And Abraham was well aware of this, but watch this, his faith in God never became weak. He never doubted that God would do what he said he would do. He never stopped believing. In fact, he grew stronger in faith, giving glory to God. Abraham was convinced. He was fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said he would do. Man, this is how we're supposed to live. Ecclesiastes 3 and 15 says, that which is everything you see right now has already been and that which will be. Everything about your future has already been. So when God looks at you, God seeks that which has passed by. Everything that he planned for you from the foundations of the world, he is seeking that which has passed by so that history can repeat itself, so that his story can repeat itself in your life. That's Ecclesiastes 3 and 15. I'm going to tie those things together today as we get into our points. So what does this mean to you 
today? What does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you about the language of faith, and I trust that these three things are going to be a blessing to you. Three things. Number one, open up your heart to receive now. Here we go. Number one, God calls the future from the present. That's how God is. God God speaks to your to be stage from your right now stage. That's how God is. The Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they are. And, and so the point that I'm making today is that you and I, we're his children. And as his children, we're supposed to live the same way. We must develop the faith to require to be able to align our lips with whatever God reveals to us about our future through the Holy Spirit, even if what God is leading us to say is completely contrary to what we are seeing with our physical eyes, right? If, if God is leading, reveal something to you about your future and what you can see with your physical eyes is contrary. God is saying, I want you to say what I revealed. Don't say what you see. <laughs> and so we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to live by what God is revealing, not by what we can see with our natural eyes or with our, our physical senses. Now, God knows the end from the beginning, and we already dealt with that. He has the knowledge of everything that will ever happen in the earth. So when God speaks to you, he is doing so informed by the future. He is informed. Now, you're saying, well, does that mean that our acts, my decisions don't matter, my actions don't matter? Oh, yeah, they do. It's just that God doesn't have to wait to Tuesday to find out what you're going to do on Tuesday. So God is... God has foreknowledge of our decisions. God has foreknowledge of our actions. And based on his foreknowledge of our decisions and based on his foreknowledge of our actions, the Bible says that he predestined us based on his foreknowledge. So now he's, he's giving us glimpses of our future and he reveals to us our future in our present. Why? Because he wants us to say what we saw. God speaks to the to be stage from the right now stage because God literally calls those things that are not as though they are, and he says it because when he is saying it, he, he is doing so in order to stir up our faith. So when the Holy Spirit reveals something to you about your future, then what is future to you is actually past to God. Let me say that again. Our future is God's past. God has already been to our future, and he comes back from our future, and he gives us glimpses of our future to us in our present. He can do it while you're praying. He can do it while you're sleeping. He can do it while you're awake. He can do it a myriad of ways. So, so when God reveals to us things about our future in our present, he wants us to align with what he is saying. He always does it. That's why God walks up to a barren man, Abraham, which is what we're dealing with today. God can look at a barren man, a man who has no children, and call him the father of many nations because he's calling those things which be not as though they are, right? God can look at a virgin and call her the mother of our Lord. Why? Because he's calling those things which be not as though they are. God can look at a coward, Gideon, and call him a champion, call him, hey, you are a mighty man of valor. And Gideon was like, I'm the weakest man from the weakest clan. He was like, no, don't say that. Say what I'm saying. You are a mighty man of valor. He can call a coward, a champion, and make the coward into a champion by calling him into his future because God calls those things which be not as though they are. And so that's what it is. That's what God wants us to do. Jesus did the same thing. When Jesus was dealing with a miracle, he, was, he would have somebody standing in front of him. Let's say the person was sick. Let's say the person was blind. He would look up and he could see sight. And so he would speak sight even though the guy was blind. And then guess what happened? Boom, he would see. God 
use Jesus to be an example where Jesus ministered heaven on earth. Jesus ministered those things that be not as though they were. Jesus was standing there with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is revealing something from heaven, but he has physical eyes. Jesus had a body. And so with his physical eyes, he could see what's going on down here. In his spirit, he's hearing what's going on up there. And then Jesus had to choose. And guess what? We have to do the same thing. You have to choose. When 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 God is saying something to you about your children, God is saying something to you about your business, God is saying to, something to you maybe even about your body. But what you can see and what you can feel in the natural doesn't line up with what God is saying. God is like, okay, now you have to choose. What are you going to say? I want you to say what I'm revealing. Don't just say what you have. Don't just say what you feel. I need you to say what I'm revealing because that's the language of faith. We call those things which be not as though they are. You got it? Number two, we are called to be imitators of God like little children. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and 1 that we are God's children and we imitate him just like children imitate their parents. And since God literally calls those things which be not as though they were, and God literally calls the end from the beginning, that's Isaiah 46 and 10, then we're supposed to live the same way. When God allows you to see what he knows about your future, it's called revelation. You know why it's called revelation? Because what God is doing is he's actually revealing it to you. Here you are, right? Let's say I'm, I'm here and my future is there. What God does is that it's almost like he's, he, he, he peels back the curtain so I can see what he already planned. And since he is revealing it to me, it's called revelation. So revelation now is God revealing to me. Watch this. He's revealing to me what he prepared for me but what was concealed from me. Oh, let me say that again. He is revealing to me what he prepared for me, but was concealed from me. And now that I have knowledge of it, now that I have knowledge of what God reveals, now he wants me to say what I saw. He wants me to say what I saw, even when it doesn't line up with what I'm seeing down here with these eyes. So I, I'm supposed to live by faith and not by sight. He wants me to say what I saw, even when it doesn't line up with when I have no sense realm evidence to support it. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of sense realm evidence that's against it. It doesn't matter. God wants me to believe. God, and the only way you can do this is, this is why I talk about meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. You got to meditate. You got to medicate on what God is saying so much to where what God said to you is more real to you than what you see down here in this world. To, to where it's so real to you, it's more real to you that you, you are going to say what God said until you see what God said and you will un never allow what you see with these eyes to change what you say. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said and I'm not going to allow what I see to change what I said. I'm not going to allow a letter that I get in the mail to change my confession. I'm not going to let a text message that I get to change my confession. I'm not going to let an email or a doctor's report or a lawyer's report or a financial statement to change what God said. If God said it, God will perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. It's only a matter of time. And it's more real to me. Listen, I am not moved. This is the language of faith. This is how we live by faith. You cannot be moved. That's why you have to have faith and patience. Say amen to that. You have to believe it and you have to say it. How long do I say it? Until it comes to pass. You got it? All right, number three. I only have three things for you this morning. Calling those things that be not as though they are should be an exercise in faith and not in foolishness. Let me let me make this last point. This last point is really important because uh, uh, unfortunately, there are some people that call themselves faith people that confuse people, right? Let's say that they have a, 
they're in a cast. Their arm is in a cast. I've shared this with you before. Their arm is in a cast. Oh, you broke your arm? Let me pray. I'm going to believe God. How long? If the doctor said that it was going to take six weeks, I'll release my faith with you because God can, God can heal it in six days, right? God can heal it in six hours. God can speed it up. And that person said, oh, my arm is not broke. I said, what? Oh, my arm is not broke. I don't claim that. Listen, there's a difference between faith and foolishness. God said, call those things which be not as though they are. He did not say, call those things that are as though they are not. I mean, that's ridiculous. Because, because then if you're saying that, if you want God to heal your arm, but your arm, your arm ain't broke, then I guess you don't need healing. <laughs> right? I mean, so, so don't come to me and tell me, don't, it doesn't require for you to believe God. It doesn't require for you to negate the situation. So let me, let me go back to Abraham and I'll deal with that. Abraham was 99 years old. The Bible says, so here we are, Abraham, his name was Abram. When he's Abram, he's been Abram all his life. And 24 years ago, God gave him a promise. 24 years later, he still doesn't have the baby. God comes to him when he's 99 years old. He's been walking with God for 24 years. And God says, listen, man, around this time next year, you're going to have that baby. So this is what I want you to do. I want, to I want you to change your name from Abram to Abraham. I'm changing your name. Your name is Abraham, the father of many nations. So now, now it required him, a 99-year-old man, to walk around and introduce himself and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? What's up, Abram? My name ain't Abram no more. My name is Abraham, father of many nations. Hold on, but you don't have no kids. My name is Abraham, father of many nations. Hold on, but you and Sarah don't have no kids. Hey, listen, my name is Abraham. That's it. So he's he was requiring Abram to call himself something that he wasn't yet. And he had to walk around for nine months saying, my name is Abraham. And guess what? Nine months later, they had that baby, right? And so God required him to call. Now, watch this. The, the situation that he was in was a real bad situation. So the Bible says in Romans 4 that I read for you, his body was not working. Now, his body from the waist down was not working. The King James says he considered not his body now dead, even though he was about 100 years old. So from the waist down, his stuff wasn't working no more. And back then, there was no little blue pill. <laughs> so he had no Viagra. His stuff wasn't working. And her stuff had never worked. Here she is, she's 90, and she couldn't have no kids when she was 18. So she couldn't have children when she was 18, and she's 90 years old. And here he is, he's 100 years old, and his stuff is not working. Now, he considered not his own body now dead, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He believed God anyway. But here's the testimony. The testimony is that he could say, even though my stuff wasn't working, and her stuff had never worked, God gave us a baby anyway. Now, what he's not going to say is, oh, no, I was good. My stuff was still working. Herself. No, no. They acknowledge the situation that we're in. It's okay for you to acknowledge the situation that you're in. If you're sick, it's okay to say, you know what? My body's under attack, but I believe in God. I'm believing God to heal me. But if you come to me and say, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I don't claim that. I'm not sick. Okay, cool. Then I guess you don't need healing because healing can only be manifested in sickness. So please walk by faith but don't walk by foolishness. Call those things which be not as though they are, but stop calling those things that are as though they are not. You got it? All right, let's close, the, close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you have taught me about the plans that you already made for me, about the things you will do in my life, in my future. And you reveal those things to me 
in my present. As you do, I speak what I see. I declare what you reveal. In doing so, I am calling those things which be not as though they are. I am calling my future into my present. And I will never cease to say what you reveal. I walk by faith and not by foolishness. <laughs> I live by what you reveal, not by what I see with my natural eyes. I say what you said until I see what you said, because what you reveal to me is more real to me than what I see down here in this world. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, God gave me a lot today. That's why I was running late. So this may be a message you need to watch again. If you're driving somewhere, just you know, put it in. Just listen to it. Get this message down in your heart. Speak the language of faith. God calls those things which be not as though they already are. God wants you to speak your future into your present. That's how he is. And we are supposed to be imitators of God like little children. So go into this day speaking the language of faith. And believe me, you're going to have what you say. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, but God loves you even more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.